Thank you for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. As host, I've had the privilege of meeting a number of fascinating people that have shared their stories in the pre-COVID, COVID, and more recently in the early post-COVID months. Out of 186 podcasts to date, none stand out more than my chats with James McCare from the Calgary Food Bank, episode 82, and Laurie McRitchie from Airdrie Food Bank, episode 178. The Food Bank relies upon the support from the local community, and as many know, this support was very prominent during the COVID lockdown period. Now that businesses and activities have opened up across the globe, including children returning to school, it can be very easy to forget about those in real need of food donation. Take the time to donate to the food bank, whether it is at your local grocery store, such as the hampers placed by the cashier at Sobeys, or at the physical locations of both Calgary and Airdrie food banks, or online at the Canada Food Bank's website, www.foodbankscanada.ca. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day and stay safe. Welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Wozni, and for on the line, I guess we're on a Zoom line, zip line. Is it a zip line, uh, Lucas? Uh, it, it would, uh, a zip line would be fun, but it is a Zoom line. But between, because you're in Kelowna, right? We're in Kelowna, you bet, but uh, we also have a location in Calgary, so talking a little bit about Calgary with you and just business in general. Well, welcome. You know, this is uh, episode uh, number 189. And, uh, you know, 1989 is a big year for Calgary. Uh, you're probably a Vancouver Canuck fan, so you wouldn't understand 1989 reference. No, but I'm, I'm guessing it has something to do with the Flames <laughs> yeah. and uh, some sort of victory like the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it was 100 years ago. It was 100 podcasts ago. Yeah, so the 89 is relevant, 189 isn't. But uh, welcome, Lucas. Tell us a little bit about Secure Right and your company, and we can go from there. Well, SecureRight, we established the company in 2005 in Kelowna, where our head office still is, and we've seen amazing growth since then. So our number as of the end of last year was 4,189% growth, so it's been quite a That's huge. And um, yeah, we, we ended the Calgary market in about 2009. Yeah. And my brother lives there. He's, he's a pilot. He was flying for WestJet at the time. He's now with Air Canada. And uh, every pilot has a side gig. And so he said, Lucas, I want to sell containers for you. Let's, let's start Calgary. We'll do sales only. And yeah. um, those that are in the container business know you can't just do sales. So sales turn to rentals, turn to modifications. And uh, we've now been in Calgary for 11 years. And uh, we're, we're, we've seen a lot. Um, the floods of 2013, uh, the oil slow in 2014. Yep. And... Um, here we are today, and things in Calgary right now for us are busier than they have been in years, so we're thankful for that. So we, we could talk about that, because there's a lot of ideas that are bouncing that are bouncing in my head, but I want to go back to what got you, literally, 2005, I'm thinking, I'm putting myself back, the iPhone wasn't out yet, and you said, I'm going to just take these containers, I mean, what was that origin story? Can you tell, can you share that? Cool, I'd love to, and it's funny, just before I dive into that, my first phone was a Blackberry, and I was a flat a proud BlackBerry owner for years and years. I was too. The pretty keyboard, the the you know the traditional BlackBerry where you're actually pushing buttons. Yeah. That uh, video game like screen and anyways, I still remember that phone. Um, 
<laughs> crack. They called it the crackberry. If you remember, there was people were obsessed about their their, their blackberries. Totally, totally. So 2005, we, we we need to go back a little further because I I graduated with my business degree in 2000 from Okanagan University College. All right. And uh, I was just looking for the right idea at the right time. My wife and I we have chats in our hot tub and we explored our, all sorts of different ideas. Some of them are still pretty legit cool ideas. Um, but as we were having this conversation, waiting for the right idea at the right time, my father-in-law said, hey, you've got to get into storage. Uh, you build a facility, you fill it up, and you never yeah. work a day in your life after that. And so that was kind of his, his encouragement to me. Um, well, it turns out you've, you've got to be a multimillionaire already <laughs> to start something like that, right? You've got to buy the land. You've, you've got big investment. And... Um, we, I come from a family, and we can get into that if you want, but I come from a family of, of really nothing um, other than a lot of love. And uh, so my parents didn't have money to, for that kind but of... But you grew up in, did you grow up in Kelowna? You grew up in Kelowna. Grew up in Kelowna, in, uh, in West Kelowna, which is a little, West Bank, which is a little... Come on, so water slides, come on, there's the water slides... And uh, Knoxville, what is it, Knott's Berry Farm or something like that, what is it, down, I, w I was there, man, cherry trees and all that down there. There, but I can tell you haven't been there for a while because the water slide <laughs> is long gone, there's a big development there, you probably remember. No! Stop! For 40 years, yeah, so anyways, it's, um, it's a beautiful place, yeah. that's where I grew up, and, and so we started looking at these ideas and realized you know, self-storage, traditional self-storage is just unattainable for us. But then the idea of mobile storage came across yeah. the path. And so we started looking at that, looked down in the States at the industry and saw, wow, this is a mature industry already. There's publicly traded companies doing this. If there's publicly traded companies doing this, there must be something to it. So we did a lot of research, yep. built a business plan, kind of did pessimistic, realistic, optimistic projections. And uh, then this is all around Christmas 2004, really started pushing on the plan early 2005. And by, by about mid-February 2005, my wife and I were like, okay, here we go. But the, so the containers, because you're, you're talking storage, but you're, you're thinking, I, I, I'm not a multimillionaire. Where did, you, where did you drill it down to the, the mobility side? Was it, you, you saw a train go past your yard and you're like, that's it. Was it like that? A business mentor of mine just mentioned in passing. Okay. Like, there's this really cool concept of shipping containers being used for storage. Right. And it was almost that small of a comment. And, and Amazing. Then, uh, we jumped on it from there and uh, did a ton of research. So I'm a researcher. My wife is a researcher. And we just sure. dug, 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 saw competitors already in our area in the lower mainland of BC, and then we started looking stateside. And the plan really started to come together. Um, and it was a big risk. At the time, I was making 38,000, my wife was making 32,000. Sure. So pretty small household income. We had a mortgage, just a year into our mortgage. And uh, we decided we're gonna jump in, cold turkey. I said, listen, I'm willing to work my butt off, you know that. If this fails, because nine out of ten businesses do fail, right. I'll, I'll pile lumber, dig ditches, do whatever, and, <laughs> and I'm very employable, so let's let's give it a shot, and we did, and 
we've exceeded all of our targets um, ever since. No, 15 years. It's been a, it's been a long time. Like, look, so for me, and I, and I, I, I see why now, because we lived in the Middle East. And I think I, I tagged you on Instagram. I was saying, why not have these, you know, these mobile parking lots, these parking lots where they, they set up all over kiosks. And I call them kiosks. But they're everywhere in parking lots. They're just food courts, but outside. Or the, along the beach in Dubai, literally these containers started showing up. And, and, but we just see them everywhere. I, and construction sites throughout the Middle East, they're the storage, the, you know, I don't know if you heard the term TSF, but temporary site facility, they're everywhere. These containers where the spare parts go, they're very industrial. And I'm like, I, I just didn't see it. You know, I thought, oh, they, it was convenient because they just shipped the spare parts and then they used it. But that wasn't it. I think you, you started a trend. That trend must be global. Yeah, and I wish I could say we started the trend, but yeah. uh, we definitely are right there with the trend. We're pushing the limits on what you can do with a container. And so we still love it as, as a solid, secure, watertight storage unit. Like they're amazing for home moves, on-site storage, yep. for renovations or restorations. They're, they're so incredibly simple but strong. So we're pretty passionate still about them as storage units, but then we've turned them into offices is where we started. And well, you're sitting, you're in, you're in, you're in indicative of, of your work right behind you. Yeah. So you can see behind me here, we've built out our whole head office using container parts. So that blue one in the background is set up like a container bistro. Yeah. We've done taco stands, nice. patio kitchens for wineries, you name it. Um, everything is container parts. So this wood here is flooring out of a container um, behind me these are all container corrugated walls so it's pretty fun what you can do with containers but you i mean you're the epitome of, of of recycling reuse repurpose i mean you are an example are, are you not like the the bread boy or whatever you call it? you know the, the the label of of some canadian environmental thing i mean literally you are the epitome of in my view maybe i'm wrong yeah well that is a message we have definitely started talking about more and more as climate change rises to yeah. the top of everybody's mind as there's this huge push for sustainability we're right there so we're, we're, we're actually recycling in so many different ways so yeah. firstly we're just taking a container and giving it a new lease on life as a storage unit so already we have repurposed uh something that maybe was done, our used containers specifically, they're, they're done working the world on the shipping lines, et cetera, but they still work great for storage at a farm or at a business. Yeah. So we've given them a whole new lease on life. And then our, our modification side, yeah, we'll take a container and turn it into, <laughs> you, you said you're on our Instagram page, into a myriad of things, offices, patios, well, uh, industrial, the list goes on and on. For the, uh, oh, I lost my, no, I can't do that. Sorry, I lost the connection. <laughs> I can't do that. No problem. I'm still here. Are you still there? I'm still there, but I, what happened was is I, I, I moved my... I was going to show you my I was going to show you my other screen with your Instagram. But your Instagram page, is, it, it really does, one, in my view, wonders of... It showcases um, what your website's... You know, you really transfer... The transition goes nicely. But anyway, I, I messed up on that one. But look, I, I really... For me, the whole thing is about the visuals on the container because you need to have some, some kind of a, uh, you want to call it imagination. Because I visualize, as, as most people would, the container going either, you know, we moved, we moved a lot, so with 44 containers is really personal to us. 
But, you know, on scene on, we lived in the Middle East and those massive ships, I don't know how many they stack those high, but beyond that, that's, that's probably the majority of people, their vision. You have, that takes incredible vision on your side and your team. Um, where, and I, and I, I, I'm going to take your hats off to your social media because you guys are all over social media. Yeah, yeah. So our marketing coordinator, Stacey Vincent, does yeah. such a good job uh, with that. Obviously, our team, we're, we're a team. So on the one hand, we have a sales team that is just so good at accepting customers as they come, working them sure. through the process. We have a great team to build these projects. And then we have a great team with Stacy leading it to talk about these on social media and everywhere else. So um, one of the things that we really push hard at Secure Right is we're a family, we're a team, we all have a role to play, and we have we have an, an incredible group of people working together to to we're on a quest for excellence. It just so happens we also love containers. So your initial start was storage, but then the word. Your word, the, the name, the company name, Secure Right, um, did that, because you, did you shift the change, did you have a name change at some point along the, road, the way? Well, um, we've, we've had Secure Right now for over 15 years. So it's actually Secure Right Mobile Storage, yeah. Secure Right Structures. So, but just as with many business names, you just kind of keep shortening, shortening. And, sure. And so now most people just talk about it as, as Secure Right, but... We've got the storage side and the structure side, which is our modified container side. You know, I'm going to just bounce things here. because So tires. So I was literally, this is about six months ago. I was in and, and, and on the wall. It was during winter. We'll, 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 store your, we'll store your winter tires for free. Uh, we'll store your winter tires. And I'm like, but it was a fee for a fee. Your summer tires. So when you switch, you know, you switch the summer to winter. And I'm thinking, yeah, but then the people, like there's this whole storage thing of, you know, like first of all, why would it, why why should I pay you? Because I can go to anywhere to you know find some storage. But it's not it's not that case. So I'm thinking, what if you you know you, you had that business where you store tires for anybody for it doesn't matter if you're a Ford, GM, and guess what? We'll store them for free. But the secure right, and I'm just putting that out there. The store right, the storage is um, on my name, but I, I cross platform, cross promote, because I it doesn't come well with the Kia guys. Or the fountain tire goes, yeah, well, free. We don't like the word free. But you're, you know, the social media side gives you that platform to promote and say, hey, we're storing tires for, for Mitsubishi, whatever the different brands are of tires. And I just thought, really thought of that on storage because, we, oh, well, storage is tough, right? And you said it right off the bat. Where do we store? I don't own land. I don't know all this. But your mobile unit, guess what? I'll pop it up. I've got your logo, whoever it is, XYZ logo. Sorry, I, I didn't want to do this, Lucas, but I had to give you an idea online. Awesome. Uh, we love ideas. And we're, we're, we try to be a humble enough group to just soak in all these ideas. And, you know, you talk about how creative we are and all the cool stuff we're doing. It's because we're just always listening for ideas. We're always willing to have a conversation like this. Okay, what, what could that look like? What does that look like? So tire storage, brilliant idea. And it probably won't surprise you to know that we've already worked with the big tire companies like Cal Tire, like OK Tire. Yeah. We work with a lot of dealerships because the dealerships, somebody else told them your idea as well. And they're like, man, if we can store our customers' tires, 
they'll buy a container from us, charge a nominal fee, so maybe 50, 50 I don't even want to throw prices out there. They were charging $75 to store the tire, my summer tires, for the, for the six months. It was, it was a fee, literally. So, the, but that's nothing to you. You don't have to even take them home. You don't have to worry about them taking yeah. up space in your garage. Tires are hard to store. And so they're charging you 75 bucks each season. So call it 150 a year. Yeah. They're filling those containers up and the containers are paid for in no time and they're coming back for more. So in Calgary, most of the car dealerships around the city have yeah. the right containers and they're storing tires for a very low fee, but it's good for everyone. They're making revenue. The customers don't have to worry about their tires. Yeah. And I mean, we've done all sorts of neat things like build custom tire racks and they, they have inventory tracking systems in these containers for the tires. It's, it's pretty amazing what, what we're doing on that side. So you got, I mean, this, it's, it's been out there. So that was, you know, that, that kind of, it just triggered when I saw this, but I mean, if, if there's a cross, for me, it's a cross promotional side. And in, you know, if, but again, that in today's real estate, and I don't know what it's like in Kelowna, but of course, Calgary was hit before pre-COVID. It was, it was depressing. Um, and so that, you know, that now we hit COVID and then you got the COVID normal. I don't know if you guys call it that, but someone, someone on my podcast said, we call it COVID normal now. It's, it's just COVID plus or whatever you want to call it. But has anything come out of your, you know, Lucas, the last few months, you know, that you've seen different other than your video feed <laughs> keep changing. Anything different that you've seen in the fact, you know, the kind of a COVID world that you and or your customers, you know, maybe first of all COVID, but also the COVID normal? So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So when COVID first hit, um, we, we definitely, you know, the world just didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. So we when everybody was kind of moving into quarantine, we decided we were going to stay operational, but we were going to stay safe. And so we sent our office team home. We've got really neat technology. So avoid phone system, online booking for our customers, a lot of really good stuff that helped us to be operational without putting anyone at risk. Our drivers are by themselves in the cab. We use digital dispatch. So we have paperless almost everywhere. And, and so for those first two months, we kept going. We didn't lay anyone off right. um, and we, we kept going, but we did see a, about a 20% reduction in, in overall revenue. The world just didn't know what was gonna happen. But what was surprising, even during that time, we left our manager here by himself just for the occasional walk-in. Right. We were getting major traffic and we still don't really know why people in the midst of a pandemic decided that they needed storage containers, but they did. So, well, I mean, maybe, maybe they were home. Maybe people were home and like, look at the clutter, right? Look, I, I don't want to turn over to this direction, but there's clutter. You know, that, that needs storage. Yeah. So there you have it. So people were doing home projects. People were, there were some preppers, you know, getting ready for if things got worse. But I think a lot of people were doing home projects, cleaning up the house, yeah. doing stuff that they hadn't been able to do for years. So we, we saw a different type of clientele coming. Overall, we were still down slightly, but it was way busier than we thought. And then about two months in, when the world was like, you know, about June 1st and beyond, yeah. people yeah. were like, okay, let's still be careful, but let's get back to business. We have just seen a huge upswing. So real estate is really hot in Calgary right now. It's hot in Kelowna. 
I shouldn't say hot in Calgary, but it's strong. It's picked up. It's picked up. It's strong. Yeah. Yeah. And then in Kelowna, it's, it's super hot right now. So we're seeing people moving in addition to continuing on with their projects. So by the end of this year, we're actually going to be up over last year. So the new COVID normal for us yeah. is, is quite close to what it was before. And, and I'm so thankful for that. I know the hotel industry, the restaurant industry, the tourism They're industry. They're hurting. My yeah. heart goes out to them. And we work with a lot of them to try to help where we can at reduced rates, et cetera. But um, we're, our, our new COVID normal is, is pretty good right now. But we're, uh, we're it, hiring, growing. But like your, your story with the home projects and the, the uptick there, unusual, is there anything that's you're doing differently, maybe your customers are doing. I, I get the, the, the trend and, and the revenue trends and things, but just specifically, anything you've done differently that you'd say, yeah, this is why. You know what I mean? Like, do you have some examples or maybe your customers have? Sorry to put you on the spot. Maybe you can uh, think of it. Question and answer, no, it's, it's good. This is what interviews are all about, is quick thinking on the go. And I would say internally, obviously, we have a lot more safety protocols and yeah. procedures. Clients have to check in when they come. We are sanitizing everything four times a day, and we, we're keeping track of that. So business-wise, yeah, we've had to change what the little details look like, day-to-day, flexible screens, etc. This wise and customer wise. Lucas, think, hold that thought because I'm thinking you've got the schools, right? That that the unit when they come in, there's this, there's this is your unit. When you, you come to the school and there's that entrance, you got to spray thing, and you, well, maybe not spray, but you you come through your unit, your secure right unit, you get secured before you come into the school. I mean, maybe that that's futuristic, or maybe it's from 30, 40 years Star Trekky type thing, but it's. You know, I, that's got to be something where people say, hey, I just, I don't want to wipe my feet, but I'm, you know what I mean? There's that yeah. unit. Yeah. So, I mean, interestingly, I haven't really got around to the client side, but we have, right now, we have three health and safety units in production for a massive global company. And this yeah. is kind of a test. And, and these health and safety units will be used in workplaces. So high, high density people, like workplaces with lots of people. So you'll come in, you'll do a screening inside That's right. what is like a 20-foot office container with testing and screening equipment. Yeah. And then there's two doors. You come in one door, and if you're good, you go through one. If you're not good, you exit and you're heading back Brilliant. home. So Brilliant. We have three of those in production, and, that, and that's just the start of a massive project we're working on. Uh, so yes, that's important. Well, the other thing that we've seen, you probably saw the news story in Ontario they, or, or Winnipeg, they're doing visiting pods for senior care residents because yes. you can't go in and visit right. right. So we're, we're working with some local companies just to flesh that out. What did that look like for you? So if you want to visit grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, you would, they would set up these visitation rooms and you visit there, yep. everyone's sheltered, there would be screening in place, probably even to protect you, you know, your parents from you, but you're in this private setting. And then when that group leaves, everything gets sanitized, wiped down, next group. As opposed to the re- retrofitting your entire hospital or whatever, the nursing home or extended care facility. I mean, you're right, it's a, it's a, it's a temporary or a, just a hybrid or an appendage to have to refurb the whole place. I mean, some of the places, schools, like in, I was watching a, they were talking about some small schools in certain areas, they can't afford to do the refurb, right? 
to re to do to re uh, equipment and all that. So this is this is probably that hybrid that would make a lot of sense, probably economically as well for a lot of companies or people. Yeah. So we're seeing more and more of that pick up, and then even stores and well, let's take one more example because there's there's lots, but one more example are so thrift shops and. They get donations. Well, right. those donations need to be quarantined All right. for 72 hours or longer. Yeah. How do you do that? So we have storage containers at quite a few, Salvation Army, Value Village, etc., where when a unit or an item is donated, it goes into quarantine for 72 hours, and they bring it out, probably okay. still sanitize it and put yeah. it in the store. So we're seeing changes like that, and there are opportunities for mobile storage companies like ours to help in those areas. Well, I threw some. At, oh, I wanted to ask you about your YouTube. You are you the who's the star of your YouTube channel? I haven't looked at it yet, but yeah, <laughs> it's got to be you. A few of us. We're we're all about teams, so there's a few of us on there. You'll probably see more and more of me. We're actually moving into a storytelling, a, a brand storytelling kind of future as as our company. Yeah. Um, and so we've really clearly defined what our values are what our tribal narrative is, and then we're going to start telling stories around that. So we've really drilled down. We are trying to get a handle on, you know, who is secure, right? What, what are some characteristics of all of the team? Like, what makes us who we are? And so we really started drilling down on our core values. Sure. We started with 10 and got down to 5, and now we've got four core values that we think really define who we are as a company. The first is community. And we love this because we're all about, internally, we're all about family, team, working together, inclusiveness, right. um, encouragement. But externally, we're all about the customer and, and the people, the citizens of our community. And we're all about giving back to our community. So that's one of our core values. Another core value is excellence. So at Secure right, good is not good enough. We're always pushing for more, trying to get better. We're passionate about continuous improvement. And so even me, I've adjusted the camera a couple of times during our interview because I want excellence even in an awesome interview like this. We're <laughs> always pushing. And you look at you look at the office behind me, you know, it's not good enough. It's we've really tried to get the detail and this is how we do our I like office. the clean I mean, I said this before, but offline I like the clean lines. Like it's it's fresh, it's it's just it looks like it. It doesn't look like a container. It looks like a, some kind of a new. I mean, I look at some of your stuff on Instagram. It's same. It's, it looks like a Norwegian. And I, I'll take it. It's just Norwegian house. You know that boxy look, but it's clean, clean lines. Yeah. Yeah, and so excellence. We're we're pushing for that everywhere, and we try to make it evident. Um, so we're all everyone on the team is passionate about excellence. Another thing we're passionate about is agility. You know, and and I've been thinking a lot about agility. And to us, this is we say yes. We, we, we're flexible, we're adaptable, we yeah. make things happen because the customers come to us when I believe when a customer picks up the phone and calls us or fills out a form online, it's a cry for help. It might not be a desperate cry for help, but they need help with the sure. food, they need help with the reno, they need help with storage on site, protecting their tools, equipment and supplies. And so if they come to us asking for help, we just say, yes, we're, we're going to help you. What do you need? When do you need it? Where do you need it? Right. Yes. And so our staff, when you hear them on the phone or responding to a quote inquiry online, yeah, we'd love to help. We're here to help. So this agility is 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 a thread through everything that we do. Yeah. And uh, 
we respond quickly. And I think that's why Amazon is doing so well, love them or hate them. They're a massive organization that has built in agility like nobody else has been able to do. They can move from an idea, like inception, to execution within 30 days. Like, how, how does a, a giant like that do that? It's because they built agility, and, and that's that's one of our goals. Nice. Yeah. And then our last characteristic that we think is kind of the wild card that doesn't totally fit with the rest is grit. We're a company that is built on good old cowboy grit. And, you know, growing up, my heroes were actually Louis L'Amour cowboys. I just <laughs> love them. So I've been, to the nice. I've been to the Calgary Stampede many times. Love rodeos. Love but you got in Kelowna, that whole area. When I was a kid, we'd go, we'd literally go from Kelowna to Vernon. And I don't remember the name of the small towns, but we'd go to rodeos in, in interior BC. Yeah. So Karameas and, and Falkland are two big rodeo that, that areas that aren't too far from here. And so Secure Right, with, with that being my hero, I didn't even, with those cowboys being my heroes <laughs> as a kid, didn't even realize, but we have become an organization that's all about this cowboy grip. We work hard, we get things done, we don't give up, we don't back down. And that's how we built our company. And uh, we're, you know, in the midst of a pandemic, yeah. we're launching a new location in Vancouver. We took a look at things and we're like, we wanted to be in Vancouver for a while. Um, so this year, during COVID, we've hired a GM to help work with me to scale things up. An incredible woman, actually. That's Tracy, right? That's Tracy. Out of She's uh, a BC girl, but she was in Grand Prairie, Alberta, and Calgary for um, the last couple of decades. And so we've hired. I'm moving. So I'm moving my Kelowna. It's going to be called the Kelowna KBB KBP Kelowna Business Pod. We're going to move there. We're going to have an affiliate. I need to find an affiliate there. Well, you know, we love Calgary too. So don't don't ditch your peeps, man. We've got to help Calgary get back on back on her feet and and rolling again. And I I see signs in Calgary like I've never seen before. So anyways, yeah, we're, we're scaling up and, and I think a lot of it is it takes a lot of grit to do that during a pandemic, but that's who we are. We exude an exemplified cowboy grit every day. So anyways, that's a long answer for No, me. no, no, no. But, but that sets your four values. But you know, you mentioned that your, your focus of the YouTube channel is, is in, in, internal. I'm thinking you also have custom, how many customers over 15 years, you know, episode one. Jim and Mary got the first container. You know what I mean? Like that. You got a lot of content there as well. Talking to your customers. Yeah. Well, this is what's crazy because as always, you have so many good ideas and, and you're a step ahead of us, but we're already there. So, um, we Lucas, this is, this podcast is now over. <laughs> no, one of the things we've been working on is what is one, like Nike has their just do it statement sure what and that's called a tribal narrative um and, and there's so many examples of this statement you know apple think different be different and and um yeah obama's campaign yes we can so what is this tribal narrative this call to arms that our customers can get behind that we can get behind and we've done a lot of thinking a lot of research a lot of talking around and we've come up with this secure right mobile storage life fits here you know it's so funny you say that because it's three three things i just listened to a podcast and the three you've used it several acronyms with nike and all that. those three three words 
a little company called Google, uh, theirs was make search better. They talked about don't do bad, don't be ad, don't, but make search better was their, their original core. That, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So life fits here. Whether you're talking about storage or yeah. whether you're talking about structures, life fits here. Brilliant. If, you're going, if your business is growing and booming and you need more help, hey, that's, that's awesome. Life fits here. If you've just had a fire or a flood and life has thrown curveballs at you, life fits here. And so we're going to start telling these stories on YouTube and other platforms that just underscore the fact that when you're at SecureRight, life fits here. Brilliant. When you're working with SecureRight, life fits here. So stay tuned. We've got a lot of neat stories planned, but that's kind of going to be the, the viewpoint that we that we tell them from. I cannot hold, I cannot stack up against you. I mean, like everything I want. Stackables, it's hard to stack up against you. I mean, literally, you guys... I, I like it. You really have, and for it, it's not typical. You're not an atypical. First of all, you're on Instagram. Ninety-nine percent, not ninety, but a high percentage of businesses aren't on Instagram. You know, and that that tells me a lot about what you're. You're, you're really. I think it speaks to your your four core values in lot in all at once. Your community. You understand your community. Life fits here. Life fits everywhere. You know, you could you could play on that one. I don't have any. Other, I have nothing else for you, Lucas. I, you've used up my my uh, my tools. Oh man, that's funny. Well, that that shows that we're on the right track. Because if a smart guy like you uh, thinks that or we're gonna suggest these things, I just feel like oh good. So, I'm just an old guy. I'm an old guy who's got some new tools. And uh, you know, like if you remember, you probably wouldn't remember that, but my dad's got an awesome set of tools. <laughs> it goes back uh, to it was Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And Jess Bacoli smashes up the, the guy's, the brother's car. And, and it's Forrest, DeWitt, Forrest uh, Whitaker was the, the, was the actor. Um, he comes, he goes, my dad's, got, my dad's got an awesome set of tools. He's a TV repairman. <laughs> so my tools, my tools out of my, are, you know, I, mine are from the accountant who's, who's learned about social media and had a lot of fun. But look, I, is there, I, I don't know what, I, I wanted to say something, but it was the, the modular, you've got, you've got, you literally, you have stackables, you have modular, you have ships, you're portable, you, you meet so many needs as what else, you know, what else is there that you're not touching? Yeah, good. Well, there's, there's still a lot more we could, we could dive into. Uh, one of the things that I think rings pretty, you know, close to home for Calgary is restoration. So we have, we've done a lot of work with restoration companies, right. fires or floods. Well, in 2013, when, when the Bow River was flooding and Calgary was just going through just such intense trials, yeah. it was really neat to be involved. We had just, and, and talk about timing, we had just ordered a huge, like literally a shipload of containers for Calgary because Calgary was growing, 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 doing really well for us. And as those containers were arriving, the floods hit. And so these containers would be, arriving on the train, getting the cargo emptied out, coming back to our yard, and literally five to 10 containers a day would come in. We'd sweep them out, slap a decal on, send them out. Like they weren't even staying overnight in our yard. And so we put out hundreds of containers during the flood. So homes, businesses, we even had some, I think we had quite a few down at the Saddle Dome. Um, and so right. 
what do you do when you're trying to restore a building after a flood? You know, the garbage stuff that you know you can't salvage goes in a dumpster. The stuff that is okay but can't be in the house right now goes in a storage container. And then you fix the project, uh, get it back to where you can put everything back in, and, and it comes out of the container into the house. So that's that's huge. And, and Calgary, I still have fond memories of. I, fond isn't the right word when you're talking about. But you have memory. You have good good memories. It, it you can bring back. But that spawns to me several divisions that you haven't probably thought of yet. And you talk about Amazon, how they can be agile. You have you have an architect. You have people that have architect. You have vision in terms of the retrofit. So that knowledge or that uh, institutional memory is there. So emergency relief, Red Cross, global. How do we make? How do we take what we have? what we did in Calgary, how do we make it for earthquake zones? You know, because these are pretty heavy. But taking your thinking hat is we've done it here. How do you, you take the plans and, and, and ship it down there without bringing all this stuff with you, but the idea, the mental capacity to drop it into those earthquake zones, war zones. Right now there's Armenia. I lived in that, not far from there uh, in Kazakhstan, you know, Azerbaijan, and there's, there's war zones. So again, that displaced people. So yeah. And, and, and uh, we, we'd love to help. It is, it is really tough to get down to working with these organizations, but we keep these long-going, ongoing yeah. conversations with yeah. a few of those organizations. But even more locally, uh, we have had talks with the Alberta government and the BC government about these emergency deployment almost mini villages so you would have a set of buildings ready to go with a command center with washrooms and there because we had another big flood in grand forks just three years ago yeah and the whole city was flooded there was just no accommodations for people and it, and how do you create accommodations when there is nothing so we've been working with the bc emergency preparedness program yeah um, to say okay let's have let's have a group of buildings ready to deploy at any point in time so they would have accommodation units washrooms kitchen etc so that if a if, if a village or some place gets flooded or faces a fire and evacuation you've got a set of buildings to go so we, we'd love to do something Brilliant. similar for Alberta it's been proven time and time again that there is a need for something like this just this weekend or I was actually putting Calgary this weekend up. Well, I drove through Calgary to Didsbury, my brother's place up there. And uh, I was chatting with uh, a friend of the mayor of High River while I was there. Yeah. And High River, Calgary, uh, Winnipeg, because of the Red River and these flood zones around North America, there's a few cities, they actually have a standing committee and they meet on a regular basis. That's right. Saying, okay, when we have been through these emergencies, what did we do? What worked? What didn't work? What are best practices? And so there's these ongoing committees, places like High River that don't even, like they put a lot of infrastructure in place. They right. don't think they'll ever face a similar circumstance. Winnipeg spent tons of like literally, I think over a billion dollars getting ready for the flood there. And, and part of these discussions and programs are these mobile structures. You know, what gets brought in? when there is an emergency and, and containers play a huge part from a storage well atco i mean for me for new oil and gas is atco comes to mind and i'm I, you're almost a natural either your competitor or you're with them i don't know how you guys overlay but because i've seen some of your instagram you're you're out there in the field oil patch right yeah and we've done a lot of work with with atco yeah. where uh, 
obviously a much larger company than us and they focus more on modular, but we built a few containerized modules for them. Sure. And uh, so we don't trip over each other that often. They're working on big projects. We focus on the smaller footprint, um, quickly deployable, yeah. unit, whether it's industrial or office or accommodation. So. We, we seem to play well together, but yeah, they're, they're much But I think that, you know, forget, maybe you don't transport the actual physical module, but your dialogue and the narrative of your learn, what you learned from Calgary, you know, here's your playbook, right? Here's your playbook if you're in a flood zone in Louisiana. You're in a flood zone in Europe. I mean, there was massive floods in Prague. There was mass, you know, it's, yeah, by the way, here you go, city administration. We did this here. We had this little, this dialogue. You type that out. You take your, mar you just, you package it up. Here you go, you know. Out of curiosity, maybe next time you could consider this. And it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily, you're, gonna, you're the solution. It's like, they might not have thought of some of the things you guys just, that dialogue you just had. Yeah, totally. Another conversation that is kind of big picture, longer scale is we're getting more and more inquiries from municipalities saying, hey, what about a tiny home community using containers? So yeah. containers, I mean, architects love them. You can use them. There's been some amazing mansions around the world built out of containers. My favorite is in Brisbane, Australia, that the architect used 32 containers and just built Crazy. a beautiful building that is this blend of wood, steel, glass. Yeah. Wow. But we're getting approached by more and more communities saying, hey, what about a tiny home community? We've got this lot in Vancouver, this, this section of lots in Vancouver that we're not going to be able to fit a lot of traditional style buildings there. What about a tiny home community? And then we're dealing with, I won't throw the name out now, but a Saskatchewan town that ended up inheriting a mobile <laughs> home park. And they're like, what, what do we do with this? And so they've approached us, Hey, nice. what would a tiny home community look like using containers? Cause we're our, our factory, our structure side, we're a CSA certified factory and we build to CSA A277 code, which is the factory built building homes. But that's what I'm saying. You, you've got, you've gone beyond, you've got architects, your, your refab, you've got construction, carpenters, whatever. You've got electricians, plumbers. I mean, you are a whole one-stop shop. Home Depot should be coming to you, right? You betcha. We agree. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're thankful for the team we've built. And yeah. uh, we're, we're thankful, you know, and they're all certified tradespeople, which is required to, to meet that CSA certification that we have. There's not a lot of container companies in Canada that have this certification. There's yeah. a few, but we're, we're thankful that Secure Rights one of them. And, and it just helps us build to a very high standard of quality, excellence, and it, it meets the building codes in the jurisdictions that these are going in. I'm throwing one more. I've got one last chance. We're going to democratize, we're going to use tech, we're going to democratize uh, how people store and share. So, the, I, I can't remember, the word I'm thinking is home share, storage share. So, if John and Mary ha are down the road, they have some extra capacity and they want to make some extra money, right? You're, you've got a unit, we'll pop it in, and I don't know, I, I don't, I'm trying to think of the, how can you democratize that where I just have a lot of stuff or I have a lot of space, and how do you bring those two together? Good. Well, one way we're doing that <laughs> is we're working with property owners that don't want to build a traditional self-storage industry yeah. or self-storage facility, or maybe the property's too small to build a facility that would actually be profitable. And so we've taken our containers and we call them a modular mini storage. There we system. go. 
And we'll take a container and we can put 10 of them down, 20 of them down, 100 of them down in a very small footprint. Yeah. So now you're creating revenue for Tony, the landowner, but providing storage space for Bob, the apartment dweller that doesn't have space. And so containers work really well. We'll slip them into compartments, put roll up doors. Uh, we can just stack 20s in a row. Nice. Got your larger units. And when the facility's done, and I think some of the pics are on our Instagram page, when the facility is done, it's gorgeous. We can do custom colors. So um, we built one facility that was all white with red doors, another one that was all white with blue doors, and others just kind of went for the neutral look. And, and so containers are modular mini storage systems. But small footprint. I'm shaking my head because I'm just not worthy. You guys have just created. There's a. By the way, I had a enjoy worthy jams, worthy jams. She was on my podcast, and I and I was worthy there. But for you guys, I just this is incredible. You're you're you you just think of everything. But it's really it is actually a testimony to the, your four values. I really. It's, yeah, sorry to jump in, and, and I hope I'm not giving you the impression that we've thought of it all. We've just spent 15 years working on this, right? Like, no, I know. a team of motivated people that are constantly pushing the envelope, and that's the only reason why we've thought of a lot of these Wait, By the way, this was not scripted. I did not, I did not, the advance, uh, you had no advance warning, and, I, and you didn't know what I was going to ask you. Like, I wasn't even, I just wrote these notes down. You, because your website... And I said your Instagram, and I'm kudos to your team. And I, if it's if it's Stacy's fault or you know, but it's you're 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 different. Your footprint is 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 much different than 99 percent of the of the, I I, I call it uh, industrial or company whatever it is. You're just you're different, and that 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 stands out to me. And that's how I found you. I found you on Instagram. Most of my yeah. guests are not they're they're small businesses. They're on Instagram. You guys. Our Instagram, because you really, you know, you get it. Neat. Well, and, and I think if I was to throw out anything to your listeners to this podcast, it's just to stay humble, because when you think you know it all, you stop learning. So we have a whole team that is committed to yeah. continuous improvement and education and learning. And so what that does is it, it keeps us humble. We, we haven't arrived. We'll never arrive. We don't know it all. And so we're taking courses all the time. We're learning all the time. We're saying, hey, that was pretty good, but how can we do it better next time? Right. So to me, education, humility, continuous improvement, they're counterintuitive to our society because we're all about, you know, be proud, be big. And, and we are, at SecureWay, we are proud of who we are and what we've done. But when you're focused on continuous improvement, you're, you're celebrating the wins, but you're saying, how can we do it even better next time? What sure. more can we learn? And and I can tell you're you're a student of the same philosophy because I think you're you're showing us your bookshelf in the background there and all of the stuff. That no, the old, the most important thing is on the top. Take a look. What do you see? There's only one thing. A Stanley Cup hockey game. Fun. We got to play. You know, I, I tell you what, Lucas. We'll play one day when I come to. But yeah, that was a gift, and it sits on the shelf. Because nobody knows how to play, right? If I bring it out, it just it doesn't have it doesn't have the same play. So in the Middle East, it sat uh, until I found my Canadian friend. Uh, he's a pilot in, in Doha, and we play, we just set it up on the on the island. You know the anyway. So that's a different story. Lucas, really, thank you so much uh, today for your time, and I appreciate uh, all your story. Any last word? How do we find you? How do how do my two listeners find you? Yeah. Well. Uh, you're- 
your two million listeners can find us at www.secure-right.com. So I'm going to spell that S-E-C-U-R-E-R-I-T-E.com. And then Facebook, type in Secure Right. You're going to find us. Instagram, same thing in a search. Uh, yeah, we welcome your listeners to see some of the pics that we've talked about. Because like you say, talking about a container versus seeing what it looks like, two very different things. So it's huge. You're listening to the this, picture, the picture tells a thousand words, right? That container, that container might hold a thousand kilos. But it, it, it paints a bigger, you know, there's more than a thousand words out of that one or whatever, the, whatever that expression is. Yeah. Good. And um, just thanks for your time, Alan. It was fun chatting with you. There's so much more that could be said, but it's one of those things where, where do you stop? Where do you start? And uh, this has been such a good, good time. And if any of your listeners want to hear more about a specific topic or a specific industry or type of container, hey, feel free to reach out. We can chat again. We'll put that on the shelf. The store. We'll put. We'll store that away for a future day. <laughs> I got it. Your storage container, man. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, thank you so much. I'll stop that there.